Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. When we surrender these things into His hands, He then can fill our hearts with His peace. His peace then rules in our hearts against every other principality, every other power, every other work of the demonic, every other work of of the devil himself and the world system that would come against us. Why? Because I've surrendered it all into His hands. Listen as Pastor David walks us through the incredible blessings of grace, mercy, and peace available through Jesus Christ. Trust can be placed in something you believe in. If something won't fail, trust is easy. If you have not trusted your life to God, maybe you haven't fully understood what God has available for you. Now, God doesn't promise to take all the difficult times away, but He does promise to infuse us with His grace and peace, which sustains us through it all. Now here's Pastor David with part two of his message entitled, Perseverance in Trials. He wrote to the church in Colossae in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and to be thankful. That again, his peace would have authority in my life, and all these other things would have to bow to that authority. If the authority of Christ and his peace within my life reigns and rules in my life, then every other thought being able to take captive, every other attack of the enemy being placed before the throne, every other thing that's coming against me, that I can throw it before the throne. Why? Because I'm focused on allowing the peace of God to reign and rule in my heart. This is something the Lord desires to do in each one of our lives. And I believe that that's why Paul wrote that to every church and Philemon and Titus and Timothy. He wrote it to all of them, grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. The problem is, is too many times, man, we, we, we block his peace from filling our lives. We block his peace from filling our lives and our hearts because we're filling our lives and our hearts with the cares and the concerns of this world. And if I'm filled with that, his peace is not going to reign and rule. This is your heart and mind. These are the cares and the concerns of the world. And we go through the world and we see situations arise that get us stressed out, get us focused on something other than Christ, get us focused on 
other than his peace that he wants to work in our lives. And we have battles, and we have conflicts, and we have concerns, and we have stresses, and we have frustrations, and we have trials, and we have tribulations, and we have a whole lot of other things beyond what the amount of rocks that I have here that are going on in our lives. And we're filling our lives with all this stuff. And while we fill our lives with all these things, then we start saying, Lord, that your peace would reign and rule in my life. Because we've allowed all these other things to fill our lives. And he comes and he says, I'll give you my peace. But you know what? It's not nearly as much as what we could have. Why? Because we're filled with cares and concerns and distractions of the world. Rather than being totally surrendered and laying these things down at his feet, letting go of things that we have no control over anyway, trusting him in the fullness of our life with our families, with our future, with our vocations, with our finances, with our health, with every aspect of our life, laying these things back down at his feet, saying, Lord, I give these things to you because I know I can't handle them. And he says, once you can do that, then you know what? Then I can fill your life. I can fill your life and I can work in you because you've surrendered everything into my care. And he'll fill us to overflowing. Why? Because we've surrendered our lives to him. Because again, I can't deal with that. That's nothing I'm going to be able to fix. This isn't an issue of mine, Lord. That battle that I'm having with so-and-so, I surrender that to you. Lord, the the health situation that I've got, I I just give that to you. Lord, the financial deal that's going on, Lord, I, I give that to you. Father, the stuff that's going on with my kids, Lord, I give that to you. Father, the stuff that's going on with my parents, I give that to you. Lord, in all these things, we surrender these to you. Lord, fill my life with your peace. Let your peace reign and rule in my heart and life through Christ Jesus, my Lord. When we surrender these things into his hands, he then can fill our hearts with his peace. His peace then rules in our hearts against every other principality, every other power, Every other work of the demonic, every other work of, of, of the devil himself and the world system that would come against us. Why? Because I've surrendered it all into his hands. My life is his. If I die today, my life is his. If I fail in everything that I'm pursuing, my life is his. And I have that peace. I have that peace in order to know that, man, when the attacks come, Lord, you saw that attack long before I saw it. You knew this thing was coming my way, Lord, so I know that you are going to give me the ability to either go around this storm, go over this storm, or Lord, yeah, you'll even give me the ability to be able to go through this storm. Amen? He does that, and he will do that, but only when we are surrendered to him in such a way that his peace can reign and rule in our hearts and lives through Christ Jesus our Lord. When his peace rules, 
Every foreign invader has to surrender and every fear in our life has to flee. Why? Because I'm stayed on Christ. My heart is his and he's filling me with his grace and with his peace. Again, it's not about our own strength. It's not about our own ability, but it is about absolute and complete surrender. And our flesh brings this back up. No, that's the Lord's. The enemy brings that up and says, no, that's the Lord's. I can't deal with these things on my own. Lord, only you can deal with them. And so I surrender wholly, completely to you. That's why the promise of God's word over and over so many places. We, one of those is Isaiah 26, verse three. He says, you will be kept in semi-peace. No, he says, you will be kept in perfect peace, whose what? Mind is stayed on you. You'll be kept in perfect peace. Why? Because my mind stayed on him. It's not stayed on this situation and that situation and that situation. And I don't care what the situations are. Are they important situations? Absolutely. Are they, are they serious situations? Absolutely. But if your mind is stayed on Christ, He'll give you the peace to be able to get through those situations. He'll give you also the wisdom to be able to go through those situations. He says, he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. He trusts in you, the man who trusts in him. And then he says, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord, for in Yahweh, the Lord, is everlasting strength. It's interesting. He puts strength right alongside of peace. When you and I have perfect peace, guess what comes into our life along with that? Strength. Strength to be able to stand against those attacks of the enemy. The enemy's throwing everything that he can at us, but we're able to stand. Why? Because we're not standing on our own strength. We're not standing on the, the ability of the circumstances around us. No, we're standing in his peace, and he gives us then everlasting peace. I cannot pray, Lord, give me your peace, and then continue on to, to, to hold on to the battle uh, of the situation. I, I, I've got to release it. That's the only way it's going to happen. And that's Paul's desire for the saints, not only there in Corinth, but for each and every church he had the opportunity to minister with, as well as those that he had yet even to go to. It all becomes a part of the benefits of being a Christian. Do you realize that? Grace and peace in our life, that's one of the benefits. We think, hey, our sin is forgiven. We're gonna have eternity forever. Oh, that's true. But the benefits of our salvation happen right now, folks, right now, because you can be kept in that perfect peace when our hearts and minds are stayed on him. All part of the benefits, the hope of the gospel, the blessings of his grace, the fullness of his peace, all of these are available for the life of those who are in Christ. And although this letter that we're looking at here addresses the Corinthians, before he goes on, Paul quickly directs his attention as kind of a blessing to God. Look what he says in verse three. In verse three, Paul says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, if you read that really fast, you think, well, what's he saying? It's kind of a weird thing, comforted by all the comforts of the comforts of the tribulation, with the comfort that we're troubled with, with the comfort we ourselves are comforted by God. But it makes sense when you slow down and look at it. Look at the verse with me one more time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Father of all mercies. And he's the God of all comfort. He's the one who comforts us in our tribulation for the very purpose in order that we might be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. And we comfort them with the same comfort that we ourselves were comforted with by God. Father of all mercies. Let's look at that real quick. Again, mercy. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve, where grace is you don't get, or grace is you get what you don't deserve. Mercy, on the other hand, is you don't get what you do deserve, okay? We all deserve condemnation. There's no doubt about that. And yet in his mercy, we, we, we have escaped from that through his grace, not getting what we deserve. He's the God of all comfort, paraclesis, uh, coming alongside of, coming alongside of that, that comfort. It's like when somebody is going through, say, a, a loss in the family. We've had a couple of folks within our fellowship just within the, the last week or so have had losses within their family. Just being there and being present brings comfort. When you're going through stuff in your own life, sometimes just a friend, they don't have to have the answers. Just being there. And knowing the love and the concern that comes with a friend that's willing to stand beside you, even in the midst of that struggle. He says, he's the God of all comfort. No, the word says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Doesn't say that I'll never lead you in a place where there's going to be problems. No, it doesn't say that at all, does it? Uh, As a matter of fact, it says just the opposite. Hey, you know what? When you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be there with you. I mean, the psalmist says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, you'll be there with me. That's the understanding that we know. We're going to go through stuff. We're in a fallen world. But he is the God of all comfort because he's there with us even in the midst of this. He comforts us in all, Paul says, in all our tribulation. And do you know why he does that, church? Do you understand what Paul just told us here? God comforts us in the midst of our own personal tribulation in order that we might be able to comfort those who are going through their own tribulation. Think about that. Lord, why are you you letting me go through this? Because on the other side of this, I want you to be a comfort to somebody else who's going through it. And your comfort isn't going to be your own ability. It's not going to be your own wisdom. It's going to be the very same thing that you're comforted with, the very presence of God in your life, that grace, that peace, that mercy that he's shown you is what you and I now are called to show others who are going through stuff. You comfort them with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 
and you thought, and you thought that God's comfort came to you for your own good, huh? No. I mean, we, we get to be recipients of that comfort, absolutely. But the reason he brings that comfort is so then we can be the feet and the hands and the voice of God in other people's lives. It goes back to that thing of saying, you know what? It's not about you. It's all about him. It's all about him. And in the midst of our tribulations, in the midst of our trials, his comfort will come into our lives. And he does that in order that we might be able to spread that comfort to other people and point people to Jesus. I saw what you just went through. How in the world did you keep your wits about you in the midst of that? You know, my peace comes from my faith in Christ. My comfort doesn't come from the fact that I didn't have the problem. You saw the problem that I went through. My comfort comes because I have this abiding faith in that there is a God in heaven who loves me, loves me so much he sent his son to die for my sin. And I know that he is absolutely aware of all that I'm going through. That's where my peace comes from. Do you know that peace? Do you know that own comfort in your life? You see how that can be used through your life in a very natural way to be able to just share your faith with someone else. You're comforted in order that you might comfort those with the same comfort that you're comforted with. Now, so let's back up a little bit. What happens if you don't have that comfort? This is your life. These are the cares and the concerns of the world. Maybe the problem is, is you're filled with the cares and the concerns of the world rather than being fully surrendered. Because it's when we're fully surrendered, that's when his peace comes in. That's when we can know his comfort. Not because we are you know, free of all troubles. No, but they don't control us. My heart, my mind has stayed on him. We all have this little self-focused issue going on. Oh God, comfort me now. Comfort me now, Lord, so that I can be comfortable. (laughs) When his word to any of us at any time, and has been for many of you and for many others, my grace is sufficient for you. But in the midst of that, it may be a long season. I've known people that literally, you look at their life and it's just like, bam, bam, bam. And I think, Lord, I don't know if I would be strong enough to stand in the midst of that. But I'm blown away by the faithful perseverance of saints, of saints, whose peace isn't found in the circumstances that they're walking with. Their peace is found in their absolute trust and faith and surrender to Christ. Listen, I, I, I don't like to be uncomfortable. I, I don't like to be under tribulation any more than the next guy. My, my selfishness kicks in, and, and, and man, I want to be released from that for my sake, you know? 
And yet that isn't what our lives in Christ are to be like. We're to live our lives, what does the word say? As sacrifices, holy surrender. As a matter of fact, what was Jesus' requirement? One of Jesus' requirements for each one of us. You can't follow me unless you die first. And you know what? When I die, that's a life of sacrifice. So then it can't be about me. Why? Because I'm dead. But my problem is like most all of ours. You know, it keeps crawling out of the coffin and knocking the nails off the lid. Keeps coming back to life. And so daily, daily has to be crucified. Daily has to be surrendered. I can't say, yeah, wow, back in 2003, I surrendered my life and boy, that dealt with it. You better be surrendering your life every day and in most cases, every moment of every day. Because the enemy's going to find you in a place. The enemy's going to find you in a place. There's no doubt about it. We're to live our lives as sacrifice. Sacrifice to Christ and sacrifice to those around us. Therefore, when comfort comes our way in the middle of all the tribulation and the trials that we're going through, first of all, we need to realize it's not going to be a removal of the tribulation necessarily. But more than likely, he's going to give you comfort in the midst of the tribulation. And beloved, that's radical. Because I hear all the time, and I don't listen to them very long. Once I catch what they're saying, I turn them off. There's there's way too many messages that go out there that say, hey, if you trust the Lord, if you follow the Lord, he'll remove the tribulation. But that's not what it says says, no, he'll bring you comfort in the midst of the tribulation. Why? In order that you might be a comfort to those who are in the middle of tribulation, and you might comfort them with the same comfort that you're comforted with. If I don't have tribulation, guess what? I don't need comfort. I'm okay. Everything's running smoothly. But when I'm going through stuff, that's when I need the Lord, and that's when the Lord shows himself strong. That's radical. And you might be saying, yeah, You mean to tell me that Jesus didn't die to remove me from all tribulation? That's exactly what I'm telling you. He did not do that. He died to save you from eternal damnation and to allow you to enter into an eternal relationship with God as Father rather than God as judge at the end of our days. That's why he died for our salvation. And in the midst of that, now that I'm his child, he wants me to be a representation of that same kind of sacrifice to the world all around me that thinks that the only good things is when I'm comfortable and when I have everything that I have and when life is going my way and my kids are obeying and my checkbook is fat and and everything is wonderful. That's where their peace comes from. But that's a temporary peace. And that can end in a moment. Some of you know that. One phone call away, one doctor's visit away, one, you know, whatever, one, one sunrise away, and suddenly the world has changed. Where's your comfort? Is it in this? Is it in earthly things? Or is it in heavenly things? Second Corinthians 5.17 tells us that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That means you're made completely new in Jesus. He has washed away every sin that has blemished your past and has given you the opportunity to start fresh and live a different life. If you want to know more about Jesus and the life of forgiveness and love He has waiting for you, please give us a call at 520-836-9676. That number again is 520-836-9676. You can also send us an email by visiting our website at theopenword.com. As a next step, we encourage you to find a solid Bible-based church to help you grow in your walk with God. With a special invitation regarding that, here's Pastor David. Yes, thanks, Chris. Even as believers, most of us need a fresh start at times. I hope that today's message has encouraged you in your faith and given you a hunger to learn more about God. If you're in the Casa Grande area and are looking for a church to attend, I'd be honored to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande. You can find directions and service times by visiting theopenword.com and following the links at the bottom of the page to our church homepage. We'd love to have you get connected in. Being a part of our time of worshiping our Creator and studying the words of the Bible verse by verse as we all strive to grow closer to Him each week. Thanks, Pastor David. We're so glad you joined us today here on The Open Word. Pastor David will return to share more from the book of 2 Corinthians right here on The Open Word. Make us more.